Welcome to the Mother Effer Podcast. I'm Beth. And I'm Jessie. We are two moms who are ready to stop being polite. And start getting real about this thing called motherhood. Because motherhood is no joke, y'all. So put on your big girl panties. Grab a drink. And, and let's, let's do, do this thing. thing. All right, cool. <laughs> Okay, guys. So, <laughs> so hey, um, this Hi, is everybody. This is the uh, Mother Effer Podcast, our very first episode. Episode one. Holla! <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Jesse Milicevic. I'm Beth Gorey. and um, we are here just to basically lay out the real shit about what it's like to be a mom. Right. Any type of mom. Any kind of mom. We are we're just so done with all the uh, fake. Instagram, motherhood influencer, lifestyle type parenting shit. Yeah. It's, it's unattainable for some. For most, I would have to say. Yeah. I mean, I'm a mother of four. I have three boys and a girl, um, ranging in age from 16 to 10, or nine, almost 10. And uh, I don't know how these women keep their homes so clean. And no. white. And white. No, it's not real. And their children so clean. And and matching. And, no, always matching. It's like when they're it's in like the, they live in beach photos. It's like when they're in the fucking kitchen making cookies with their kids, you know? And their kids are all like they're not covered in dough and flour yeah. and or if she they is are, not. it's adorable. Oh right, exactly. It's placed. <laughs> it's like hold still, I'm just going to pop. A little flour here, pop, a little flour there. No. Like it's just not real. I hate making cookies with my kids. Yeah. I hate it. I just want to do it because I fucking feel like having a cookie. Yeah. So I make cookies so I can eat them myself, and I don't want your help, and I love you, but no. Yeah. Just... Sometimes I'll let them help, yeah. and they always want to do the eggs. Oh, my God. Why? And they're shell. Do you always get shell? In the it's co- either a shell, yeah. or they just break the egg, and it's on it's the counter. It's everywhere. How did... So mine will, like, crack it with, like, their entire fist. Yeah, like Hulk. Hulk crack Every it. Every time. Every time. Yeah. And yeah. then your cookies are crunchy. I know. It's nasty. <laughs> like, I... I like even at Christmas time, like when you're supposed to make cookies. Fuck that. Oh my God. This is the last time. I year can't I'm even doing roll it. dough right. I try to roll mm-mm, dough so mm-mm. many times at Christmas no. time, and I'm like, hey, this is great. And it I just know. goes, whoop, it just shrinks back into a ball. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> and the, the, the baker mothers of this are going to be like, I know what you're doing wrong. Let me tell you. Right. Yes, well, tell right. me. Yeah, right. No. It's... I watch all those videos. I'm not going to lie. I'll watch those videos that yeah. have like the up the perspective from the top, and you're like watching them knead dough, and they're making like yeah. beignets. Oh. That was something that I saw a lot of this week. What? Women making beignets oh, like in. Oh, because uh, of Fat Tuesday. Right. Yeah, right. And I'm like, that doesn't look so hard. Yeah. No, but but hard. I don't know how long they let that sit and rise. Like, I don't have the patience for that. It's hard. It's not easy. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> No. Beignet actually sounds like super complicated, by the way. It doesn't sound as easy as like chocolate chip cookies. No, it's way. not. Right. You yeah. have to make dough. Right. Yeah. So then, like Christmas cookies. Did they just make it like look easy? They did. Plus frying things, I always burn it. Yeah. Like bacon, it's either really floppy or it's burned. I never make good bacon. I don't know why. Maybe do you turn it enough? I turn it. I I dyed myself this you should, last time. You should bake it. <laughs> Have you ever baked it? We baked? just talked about baking baked, and how much I hate baked. it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's true. <laughs> but I have seen people put bacon in the oven. That's how Ranko does it. It just is a lot more work than I want to do. You know? I so, don't know. Yeah. I like making bacon. Like, I like making breakfast. That's one of my favorite things, mm. meals to make for the kids. It's usually brunch because they're older and we're not eating until noon. Yeah, 100%. But it's like pancakes and eggs and bacon. Mm-hmm. And then 20 minutes later, what's for lunch? I'm like, we just had it. We just ate. <laughs> it's noon. We just ate. No, yeah. 100%. But that wasn't lunch. That was breakfast. Yeah. It was brunch. Yes, 100%. Brunch. Um, so I guess maybe we should just talk about, like, what this podcast is all about. Sure. So um, I'll start because <laughs> this is kind of my brainchild a little bit. Um, so a couple of years ago, I was knee deep in Christmas break with my kids Absolutely miserable, not happy because they were with me 24 <laughs> 7. Really, <laughs> if I'd have known there was a fucking pandemic coming, I probably would have appreciated that little bit of time. But, you know, yeah. um, so it was like day after day after day, and I was exhausted. And I was sitting in the bathroom with the door locked with a glass of wine, which is so fucking cliche. But I just needed five minutes to yeah. myself. I just needed it. So I'm in the bathroom and I'm sitting there with a glass of wine. That's 
definitely the early afternoon. And I'm just scrolling on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to I mean, lie. the time's not relevant. But still. <laughs> and I was pretending I was pooping so I could have five minutes yeah. to myself. Right. Um, Which no, kids don't know. care. No. Oh, no. Hell no. But I had locked the door. So, right. of course, because the door was locked, they were looming outside waiting for me to emerge. Have you finished pooping? Oh, my God. No, it's a bad one. <laughs> Leave me be. Leave me be. So I'm like, I'm just going to sit on my phone for five minutes and have some wine and just sit here and decompress because, you know, it had been like two weeks. Yeah. Like 24-7 kids. And so I'm scrolling through Facebook, just, you know, whatever, not mindlessly scrolling. And I come across this um, ad for this, like, motherhood blog. And it was like, ooh, um, real life interviews with celebrity moms about what it's like to be a mom and, like, get honest and candid and raw interviews. And I was like, okay, this could be interesting. Okay, I like, you know, candid and raw Mm -hmm. and honest. And that's what I'm all about. Okay, so, you know, and who? Who's a celebrity? You know, there's always that X factor, you know. (laughs) Ooh, what celebrity's going to dish, you know. (laughs) And um, because I don't know new celebrities, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. No. And I only know my old celebrities from the 90s. And so um, I'm kind of interested. So I click. I was influenced and I clicked. Right. (laughs) And it's, first of all, not a real celebrity. She's married to a, I I say like an A minus celebrity. And I don't want to drop names because I don't want to be that girl. But she's she's not a celebrity. Her husband is a celebrity, like an A minus B plus kind of celebrity. He used to be pretty big in the 90s. Right. Yeah. So I'm when like, it counted, right? But I had seen her um, Instagram before, and she and her B plus actor husband <laughs> it had went from A minus to B plus. <laughs> <laughs> not even I'm a just really thinking about it. <laughs> to be honest, had been like super, um, super candid about parenthood and birth, like in particular, on their Instagram, and mm-hmm. they had done like water births and like at home births and taken pictures and put it up, and I was like, oh, that's really cool because. You know, it's super personal and very private, and I, I just thought it, I like I don't know I'm interested in birth. I think it's yeah, really you appreciate cool. Appreciate it. Yeah, and it's just such a female, like kick ass, right? Fucking amazing thing that it we is. can do, right? Like yeah. grow a human being and push it out of a tiny right. hole. I mean, every time you think about being in a situation where a man is talking to you, you just want to be like, you know what? I pushed a human out of my vagina. Go fuck yourself. Uh-huh, 100%. Like you can't push a kidney stone out of your urethra without it being a problem. I know, exactly. So go eat a dick. Exactly. So, <laughs> right. So I was like, you know, I love birth. I think it's so cool. So just really fucking fascinating. So I was like, all right, then this interview is probably going to be really cool because I've seen her Instagram. <sighs> So <laughs> I'm like, cool. no, dude. C plus. So it was like, so it was like a video interview, right? And so the video like pans over from her open door across her clean, beautiful bedroom onto her, like sprawled out on her gorgeous bed. Very, very expensive, and she is totally decked out. She's like. Hair blown out, full face of makeup, like very um, trendy, like Earth Mother outfit. Like Earth Mother, like, you know, probably cost her like $1,000 to look like an Earth Mother kind of outfit. And so, but she's sitting on her bed and they prefaced it by saying she was like five months postpartum and she's got a whole slew of kids at home. And so then, because when I saw that too at the very top, I was like, oh, cool. Because I was, you know, I I don't know. I just was like, I want to see this. She's postpartum and I'm always curious about postpartum periods with other women and if you know i'm just curious so yeah but then i see this shit of her on the bed and her perfectly clean room and her perfectly blown out hair with her makeup done and her fucking outfit that you know looks amazing i want the fucking outfit but like you know it's like i'm sitting there in my sweats and my t-shirt that's stained from whatever child had touched me with their sticky yeah. fingers pretending to poop right exactly 100 percent. yes with my cheap wine that i got at aldi you know yeah. and i'm like i'm like this is not fucking real life <laughs> So I'm like, you know what? I'm okay. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep watching. But I have to ask. I'm, I'm, I want to hear the rest of the story. But I okay. want to ask if you were going to be interviewed mm-hmm. by a magazine or whatever yeah. about your life as a mother. Yeah. Would you not clean up first? So here's the thing. Would you not thing. blow out your hair and look beautiful? So here's the thing. <laughs> I am not blaming her. I am blaming the publication that set her up that way. Mm-hmm. So like, or not her up. But set, Us as women up. Set that 
like, yeah, right. It's the way that they positioned it. This is a real, raw, candid interview with a with a celebrity mom. And no, I mean, I, I knew that she was, as a celebrity, would be somewhat dolled up. But don't tell me that it's a real and raw and candid interview. And then have it set up that way. Like, mm-hmm. it was just the positioning that pissed me off, right? right. And, like, I felt cheated somehow. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I didn't expect... You wanted her to do the interview from her bathroom with her kids banging out the door wondering what she was doing. Or even, like, you know, if she's in her bedroom, like, I don't know, I just... Laundry somewhere? Right, you know? <laughs> or, like, a child with her. Or, like, you know, maybe not so dolled up or whatever. Like, I just felt really cheated. And so I'm sitting there and then I'm like, all right, so... Let me just listen to what she has to say. And so then I got even more angry because she's talking about motherhood in these, um, you know, very, like, perfectionist terms and, you know, very, like, my children are my life and they're such a blessing and birth is, you know, such a, an amazing, uh, uh, you know, unearthly experience and I love my children and, you know, just She sounds God. like Glenda the Good Witch, Jesus Christ. Oh, my Christ. God. You know, it was just very, like, <laughs> it was very, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? I don't know. It just unrealistic. <laughs> it was unrealistic and it was it was I felt like she was almost shaming other moms for not having that life or like not, not a, feeling that way. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like she like I love my kids. I love them so fucking much. But they're also assholes and I am exhausted mm-hmm. and sometimes I do hide in the bathroom because I need five minutes to myself and they're not always spectacular and wonderful and motherhood is not always a joy. And it is, I think, a joy for her because she has an au pair and she has a maid and she has a chef. She has money. Right. A hundred percent. Right. And so she has all of these extra people to help her. So, of course, motherhood can be this beautiful journey. You know, the the farmer's market and the woven baskets and the beignets. Right. It can be that way if you have a fucking team of people to help you. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I got so pissed off because I'm like, all right, I'm sitting here. All I wanted was to relate to another woman who was experiencing motherhood like me and this publication and this celebrity mom or, you know, whatever had lured me in thinking that's what I was getting, right, was a connection to another real mom. And then her reality was so far beyond what an actual reality is and it made me feel like shit about my reality, right? right? And I thought to myself, this is just not okay. Where are the real conversations happening about motherhood? We really should have done this podcast from our bathrooms. 100%. (laughs) If the audio wasn't so shitty, 100%. 100%. Yes. And so I... (laughs) I, so that's kind of where the, the, the idea for this podcast came from was because I was like, let's have some real conversations with other moms about motherhood, the real shit that goes down. Like, what is motherhood really like? Yes, it's awesome and it's beautiful and there's so much fucking joy in being a mom. I've always known I wanted to be a mom. I always knew I wanted a big family. But it's so hard and this shit is so fucking Oh, my God. It's exhausting. It's mentally exhausting. That's the hard part is yeah. the mental burden put on you as a mother yes. that sometimes we put upon ourselves. Yeah, 100%. The mental load is unbearable mm-hmm. sometimes. And the, and for a while, especially just a few years ago, really no one was talking about it, you know? And we were talking about it to each other, yeah. but not in a, like a broader scope, right? And so that's kind of where the idea of from mother effort came from. But I had bad imposter syndrome. I thought nobody wants to listen to me. Nobody cares what I have to say. Why am I going to do a podcast? And I don't even know how to do a podcast. And uh, when do I have time to do a fucking podcast? Yeah. We both have that problem. Yeah. Like... But we're we're fucking amazing. We a. Yeah. B. Yeah. I think the pandemic actually brought all of what we just discussed, what you just discussed, to the surface. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. moms were moms were like the teachers of the workforce. It's like we had to do everything. Everything. And yeah. You know, I don't I'm not saying anybody really noticed it. Now as people are like, wow, look at look at how moms work. It's like we've been doing this shit for years. Oh my years. god, there's so many articles that are coming out right now that are like, oh yes, um moms are in the pandemic and the burnout and the you know, what they're going through. It's like I've been going through this. Been going through this. All it's like this new revelation, right? Like, oh my god, look at mothers and how much they do and look at them when they work from home and they parent from home and they're doing it all and they're exhausted. And I'm like, yeah, fucking yeah, we are. We've yeah. been doing this for a long time and you guys are sitting here acting like it's some new thing. It's yeah. not. We've been doing this a long time. There's no benefits right. package. There's no off time. There's no vacation. There's no, no sick days. Right. I mean, unless you have a great partner, 
Yeah. None of that happens. But even if you have a great partner, you're still the default parent. Oh, for, for sure. You know, 100%. so um, at least in a heterosexual relationship between a man and a woman, I feel like the woman is the default parent, right? Where mm-hmm. she's the one who's automatically going to stay at home to raise the kids and leave her career behind. And she's the one that the kids automatically go to if they're sick or they need mm-hmm. something or you know whatever. You're the default parent, which is fine. I don't mind being there for my kids. I love it. And I want to be there for them. Um, but I, you know, I'm also absolutely exhausted. There's four of them. And I know I did this to myself. I had four kids, but you know, it's like, it's just so overwhelming. That's just it. Like, I love all four of my children so much. They're a joy to be around. They make me laugh on a regular basis. But there are times where you're just like, I need you all to stop talking. 100%. I need a quiet moment. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Where I don't hear you yelling at your video game and you're not asking me what we have to eat when the fridge is full. Oh my God. The eating thing. The eating thing. There are like 500 half-eaten bags of chips in my pantry. Mm-hmm. And oh, I find like six half-drunk Gatorades every day. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. Just right. drink water. No, exactly. 100%. And I can't stand the eating thing because I will buy... All of these ingredients at the grocery store thinking, okay, I'm going to spend my week and we're going to make things together and I'm going to cook from scratch. And so there's a lot of ingredients in our fridge. (laughs) So the kids go in there and they're like, there's nothing to eat, you know? And I'm like, have a cheese stick, you know, have an apple. There's apples, there's fruit. Right. You know what? If you get in a pinch, there's asparagus. Just take (laughs) one out of there and chew on it, you know? But I also have like pizza rolls in my freezer and i'm like lunchables you got lunchables 100 percent. oh my god love lunchables lunchables i bought like my, 10 or 12 of those things my oldest <laughs> god love this kid i buy lunchables for my younger two because they're always eating yeah well they're all always eating but i buy them for the younger two yeah my oldest will come in, open all of them, take out the Oreo cookie, and put them back in. Of course. And then I got the youngest, like, I can't. There's no Lunchables. I'm like, there's a whole stack of them. They don't have the cookie. I'm like, well, I don't give a shit. It still has crackers and meat and cheese. Right. Eat that part. That's the part I want you to eat. Oh, my God. And my bougie-ass kids only want the, the Lunchable uploadables that are oh the big God. ones. I used to get the, I get the little ones. I get the ones with the cookie, the cheese, and the crackers, and the meat. Oh, yeah. And they, yeah, they want the ones with the drink. Right. Or they want the ones with the water with the powder you can put in there. See, and I never let my kids eat that shit, but it's been a year. It's been a year Mm -hmm. of this. And I'm slowly but surely being whittled down to nothing and Mm -hmm. giving very few fucks. And so I'm choosing. At least twice a week, my kids have cereal for dinner. Yeah. I'm just choosing my battles. I'm like, you know what? If they're going to eat a Lunchable every day, that's just going to have to be okay for now. At least they're eating. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. At least (laughs) they are eating. Right. Exactly. And I don't have to listen to them complain Mm -mm. about what to eat. Oh, my God. My daughter will eat a cucumber like a pickle for lunch every day. And I'm like, good for you. But if I run out of cucumbers, then it's like, what is there to eat? Yeah, right. She won't eat cheese. She doesn't like cheese. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Cheese is amazing. Oh I know, God, I and love she's cheese. read thin. She's read thin, and, I, yeah. and I'm always worried. I'm like, she's 11. I'm like, are you, are you reading things on the internet about right. food? Right. But I don't think she is. Yeah. Because she'll eat pizza. She'll eat stuff. Right. But she's just she picky? just is like a cucumber fruit nut, and I'm like, that's yeah. great. And that's then awesome. the, her brothers are brick shit houses that yeah, eat yeah. everything. I know. They're all except for Ed who's or you know, E. Yes, whatever, right. Who's yeah. um nine. He's nine and every day he comes home from school, he's like, Mom, I'm hungry. I'm right. like, Great. Yeah. You're nine. Right. Find something to eat. Thank you. Yes. Yes. He's but nine. he's like the baby, so he's been used to being baby. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you yeah. know, you know how to open a can of SpaghettiOs and put it in a bowl and throw it in a microwave. Right. Like you've been doing this for a while. Right. 100%. Let's so keep easy. going. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think it's just, it's just been such a long year that we're all just, we're all reaching the point where we're just kind of hitting that wall. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. it's been a year of this. It has uh, been. And it's just insane. And I, I, I don't see an end in sight. I don't see, I don't, there's like not a definitive point where I can say, okay, by the end of the summer, they can go back to school and everything will be normal and we can get back into our routines. And, you know, I just don't see that happening mm-hmm. at all. And so that's the hard part is not knowing when we can take a breath and get back to somewhat of 
normalcy. Like, I don't think we're ever going to get totally back to normal. Um, but I need to know when, when I can send my kids back to school full time and when we can go back to Disney world and when I can (laughs) go, like, when can we go to the beach and feel safe? And like, when can we start to go out again? You know? Um, yeah, I need, I need to go out. Yes. Yes. Like we went out to dinner for the first time in a year, two weekends ago. And a, I almost had a panic attack on the way there because I felt like a shitty human being for going mm-hmm. out. Like I am, I am the problem here, spreading the virus. And then B was I going to get COVID in the restaurant, right? Exactly, and then bring it home to my newborn daughter or my mother-in-law who has MS. Like what? Am, what kind of human being am I? I had a fucking panic attack on the way there, but at the same time, I'm like, God, I needed that for my mental health. We needed a break. We needed to have a little bit of normalcy. Just a little bit. Just a, just a smidge. But at the same time, is that the reason that this thing is not is not going away? Right. It's because of people like me who went out. Right. And we haven't gone out. We've been so good. We've been doing all the things we're supposed to do, wearing masks, not going places. And we just needed it, Beth. We were exhausted and we needed a break. And we got a gift card from my husband's boss. His CEO mm-hmm. gave us a freaking gift card for $100 to a restaurant. So we were like... Okay, like if we don't have to pay for it, you know, let's go. Right. But at the same time, it's like, oh my God, am I the problem? You yeah, know? Yeah, no, 100%. 100%. So it's, it's like, I, but, but you get how the... do you balance it though? But how do you balance like maintaining your mental health and doing things that, that, that can help your mental health, but then also stay safe and keep right. your kids safe? And you see other people that have different ideals on this whole thing that are constantly doing whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And so you're thinking, you know what? I deserve this just one time. Yeah. Like one time. If they can do it a hundred times all day and not care. Right. Just let me go out to dinner once. But right, again, right, right. same thing. It's like right. you get home from dinner and it's Pavlov, not Pavlov's dog, but it's like a placebo. You're like instantly thinking, yeah, my throat has a tickle and I'm stuffy. <laughs> well, I, I've got the yeah, rona. Right, exactly. Oh, God, we're going to die because I, I wanted Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> It was the first time in a year that I had a cocktail that I didn't make at home, and it tasted so much better. You know? Like, it was just amazing. Everything tastes better when someone else makes it for you. Oh, my God. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. And so I just, but you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's we're coming up on a year, and it's such a struggle. And it's like, I just don't see an end in sight. And I think that's, like, at the beginning, you know, of the pandemic, when we were all coming together as a country, oh right? God. And all these people were, like, you know, making videos for you <laughs> to do at home. All the chefs and all the artists and all the things. Like, here's all these videos that you guys can do at home right. together. Broadway like, at home. Right, yes. Go. Right. All the, all that shit that people were like, yeah, we're all going to come together and we're going to quarantine together and we're going to make it through, right? And then it's a year later and everybody's just like. Because people lost their effing mind during the summer. Yeah. Because you couldn't go on vacation. Right. Yeah. I had the luxury. My sister has a lake house in Virginia and mm-hmm. that I can go to for free. Nice. That's amazing. And oh so my kids and I went there every month from May to August oh, for yes. a week. Yeah. That's awesome. And my friends came with their kids yeah. and the, or themselves. And we got so used to this lake house life at least once a month that when yeah. August came and we couldn't go because that's when they start school, my friends were like, well, this sucks. Yeah. Like, we got nowhere to go now. Yeah. And it's awful. they, like, still to this day, they cannot wait. They're yeah. like, when are we booking for this summer? What's right. going to happen this summer? We're going to go to the lake house this summer, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, I'll have to say my sister's going to use it. Right. She does own it. She <laughs> exactly. does have first right of refusal. <laughs> but, um, exactly. But it's like, I feel so blessed that we were able to do that. And yeah. then my family goes to Hilton Head every summer. Yeah. Last summer they canceled because of COVID. We've yeah. already booked our trip for this summer and we're all just like hoping. Right. Exactly. Everybody gets vaccinated or like my parents finally both are done vaccination wise. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my sister just got hers mm-hmm. as a teacher. Yeah. My other sister-in-law got her too. I don't know who else has. I haven't even looked into it. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm not on any kind of good, like I don't do anything to deserve it yet. <laughs> So we, I'm not we a teacher. Actually, I'm not a first responder. I'm not. I'm not anything. So like, I'm we a mom. actually got ours um, scheduled because 
uh, my youngest son has a really rare genetic disease. So, Ooh. yeah. And so, okay. right? <laughs> 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 it's the first time ever that I felt like this actually was a benefit in our life, yeah. right? I'm so glad you have <laughs> weird diseases. Uh, Thank yes. God. <laughs> Score. <laughs> That's a code win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take up. the win. Take, take it. <laughs> so, we, because we're his caretakers, we are eligible for the vaccine. And so, Ranko and I got our scheduled, but it's like, the thing is, um, you know, where I am worried about us because it's like our age demographic that are like, you know, biting it. And, yeah. And, right. But I really like wonder when the kids are going to be able to get it because I'm so ready oh, so for So your them. whole family can't get it. The just kid, you two? No, no kids can get it. None. Oh. No kids. See, I, I haven't even looked into it. No, no kids at all. And so um, because I assumed. <laughs> so why did we send them back to school? Dude, that's right. Because <laughs> I am so ready for them to go back to school. Beth. I'm homeschooling right now, guys. Um, I don't know. I don't think I said this. I'm going to undo my jeans real quick because they're cutting into my stomach. 100% I should have worn pants that didn't fucking have a button. I wore, like, mine that are really old and soft. Yeah. yeah. Mine, forget yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, now that you know that I'm half undressed. Yes. <laughs> hey, how you doing over there? Yeah. Um, how you doing? Hi. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, so you're getting the vaccine. Yes. You and Ranko, no kids can get it, which no is like, okay, so we're going to send all of our kids to school, but nobody's going to be vaccinated for it, which That's is ridiculous. right, exactly. And so, like, we've been homeschooling since um, all three boys, because I have three boys and a baby girl at home. So all three boys have been homeschooling officially since um, December. Mm-hmm. So. I had two homeschooling kids um, since last semester when they all sent us home, um, but officially all three of them since December um, because it was just like it was virtual learning was so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. It was awful. It was awful on the teachers. It was awful on the kids. We could not figure our shit out. Um, and then they were back to school. Then they were out of school and they were back to school and then out of school. Mm-hmm. And my my eldest, his mental health was just taking such a huge hit. Such a huge hit. He was just devastated. Mm -hmm. Um, This was, like, supposed to be his senior year at his Montessori school. So sixth grade is, like, the senior year. Right. And he was supposed to go on a big trip to D.C. that they fundraised, you know, all year for. They were supposed to have, like, their big sixth grade play. And they were supposed to do all these things. Like, he's been waiting his whole Montessori education to have this year. And it got stolen from him. And he was devastated. And... He was not learning well virtually. I mean, I could not learn well virtually. I just, no, it's oh, awful. It is, it is not the best way. No. And so, you know, he was really struggling. And so now we've been homeschooling all three of them. We. I mean me. <laughs> I've been. <laughs> and um, uh, spoiler alert, y'all, I am not a teacher. Mm-hmm. And so um, I really don't know what we're doing is working or if they're really learning anything. Uh, we'll guess we'll see when they go back to school eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just been, I'm so ready for them to go back to um, school full time because I, like I said, I'm not a teacher. I don't know if they're learning anything. And, and it's too, it's too hard. It's too much to try to be teacher and mom and chef and entertainer and therapist. And, and let's not forget you actually have a job as well. Yes, exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. So my business did take a big hit after COVID. I lost a lot of clients, but yeah, I'm still – I mean, I have to work. We have to bring in I, – I mean, I help pay for bills. It's not mm-hmm. like the money I make isn't just, like, flipping. Right. You're not just like, I'm going to work because uh, I like getting men now. Right. Let well, me have an MLM because, you know, I need to write. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, MLM moms. <laughs> not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> not sorry. That is not – I'm sorry. Not a small business. But, yeah, so I'm trying to <laughs> – So I'm trying <laughs> – Sorry. You're going to hear things on this show that may offend you. I'm just going to put that out there. And if it offends you and you don't want to listen anymore, that's really okay. And if you want to tell us it offends you, that's okay, too. 100%, yes. Because that's what real life and real parenting right. is all about. So, I'm willing to learn from some st- from some stuff. I mean, if it works for you. I mean, but that opinion is not it. changing. No. Okay. But anyway. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, I'm trying to work and do homeschooling and, I don't know, like, make sure that my kids uh, don't catch this deadly disease that, you know. Know, that kills them and or kills us, you know, which is like no big deal. NBD, whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <It's fine>. NBD. <laughs> NBD. It sounds like a venereal disease. Isn't that what the kids say? Isn't that what the kids say? Should NBD. I, should I part my hair down the middle now and stop wearing my skinny jeans? I'm going to never do that. Never, ever. I tried it and it looked awful. 
It I'm, was so I'm like, bad. My side part is pretty severe today, so fuck you guys. Yeah, thank you. And I like my skinny jeans because they make me feel skinny. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I like them. It sucks everything in the way they're supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I could ever go back to boot cut, which was my signature style. But what do they wear if they're not wearing skinny jeans? They don't jeans? wear clothes. They wear pants. Like, they get dressed up. These kids, man, they get makeup on. They got their hair done. Oh, you mean like me today? Yeah. Totally. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yes. But yours is side parted, so I, it doesn't count. I did my makeup for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Don't you? Can you guys tell? It's, no. It's amazing. I didn't do anything. You know why shower. I did? Because I have such bad postpartum hormonal acne that if I didn't have makeup on, I'd scare people. So You would not scare anybody. It's so terrible. Oh, my God. Postpartum life. Postpartum pandemic life. Mm-mm. Let me Let me emphasize that. Yeah, you do need to emphasize that you had this baby in 2020. Oh, fuck yeah. In, like, April, when we were all scared shitless and nobody right. knew anything. And, and you all thought this... it'd be over in May. Oh, my God. Yes. 100%. <laughs> and all this misinformation is spreading about, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know how people catch it or how people are dying from it or where you can get it from. Oh, my God. So I'm, like, the stress of that all totally affected my labor because I went into labor and I had my doula because I was going to, like, do it all naturally this time because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, the last three kids that I had, I was like, give me the meds, give me yeah. give me all the things. All the things. All the fucking things. Like, break my water, give me the Pitocin, like, let's do this. But I really, like, wanted to experience natural childbirth just because I knew it was my last one, and I just wanted to experience Everybody it. Everybody wants to know what it feels like. Right, yeah, exactly. It's and horrible. I had to... <laughs> well, yeah, I figured that out. It's really not that great, and it's nothing to write home about. You know, I and it's so much power to all those women who, who really, like... They do natural birth and they really like get into it and and it is a life-changing thing for them and like it's so such an amazing incredible experience. I can't get past the pain. I think that I've had cousins and my sister even do natural childbirth. Yeah. And I'm amazed. Yeah. First of all, cuz their kids, my cousins especially, were not tiny. Right. But I always wanted to do it because I fe- always heard that like the recovery is so much easier when right. you go through it without any meds. Like you, I'm like, mm. I mean, Girl. science is great. Girl. I'm I mean, into it. And my mm. sister, I remember she told me when I had Harrison, my first, yeah, Hammy, um, when I had Harrison, okay, when I had H, <laughs> when I had my first baby, I was the same. And I was living yeah. in Seattle where everybody does it naturally. Yeah, and right, right, right. Like they didn't even, we had to go to a week long birthing class. Why? That was the rule. Oh, you had to do we it. We had to do it. All week long. Like, maybe it wasn't a week, but it was like six weeks, six Sundays or something like that. For, like, each kid or just the first one? Just the first one. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We went, and uh, every week it was all about what you, like, breathing, and we showed a video of a hairy, very hairy lady. No. Like, Rob was traumatized. He's like, I don't want to see that ever. I'm like, me neither. I don't want you to see it. Yeah. I don't want to feel it. And it wasn't until the very last uh, class that they were like, now we can talk about epidurals if anyone's interested. And I'm like, me? Yeah. straight up in the air. Yeah. And you're the only one, weren't you? I don't know why. Like, don't. You can judge me. I don't care. They showed a picture of the baby in the uterus. And Mm -hmm. I don't know was happening inside my body yeah but when i saw it yeah and i saw all my organs were like up here and your yeah, chest yeah. you're like how am i alive it's, a yeah it's pretty b, fucking amazing yeah. what our bodies it's like, no do. wonder i can't breathe or take a shit of course not no right so exactly. there's that and then they showed us how the epidurals administered so they're trying to scare you yeah it's terrifying yeah and I was like, all right. And so I didn't want to get one. Right. Because it's fucking terrifying. And the needle's like a foot long. So my sister was, she's a nurse. She's like, listen, go ahead. See what it's like without it. Yeah. But the minute you know you don't want to do this anymore, just ask for one. She's like, there are no awards given out for how long you stay in pain. Right. Nobody gets an award for sticking it out the longest. Your sister's amazing. And she's 100% right. Yes, exactly. Yes. (laughs) And it was right after they break your water. And it was like, wow. Um, uh, check, please. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know I was going to die today. Well, see, I had done marketing in the birth world 
and and my mom is a midwife. So I've lived in this world for a mm-hmm. long time. And so um, because my mom is a midwife, I when I had my first kid, I was like, I'm going to rebel. I'm having it in the hospital with an epidural. Like, <laughs> You're like the complete opposite. It's my life. I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to get drunk. <laughs> I know. Exactly. You can't so. stop me. <laughs> Dare taught me right. nothing. Exactly. <laughs> So like, but with the last one, with the, with the girl that we just had, I had got a doula Uh and I was taking these like online classes to learn about like natural childbirth and pain management and like, you know, how it's all in your head. What is the place where you massage it with oil? Perineal, perineal, something like that. Perineal. The taint. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want nobody massaging that for me when I'm in labor. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. I I have friends that were like, yeah, my husband. Massaged it, Ew. and I'm like, no, no, it's fine. I don't want to know. So, no, 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 no. no. So, Gross. I, but I had, so then when the pandemic hit, we a could not have our doula in the room mm-hmm. with us anymore, and I'm panicked because I don't know if I go to the hospital to have this baby, am I gonna die? Are we gonna catch COVID? Like, oh, is the baby God, gonna die? Yeah, right, me, and yeah. so. I'm like, should I have it at home? And I even like, which is fucking crazy. I even like reached out to some people who had had babies at home and be like, how do you do this? Like, do I need to buy a tub? Like what? Cause I was trying to prepare to do it. <laughs> right. And so like, now you go to Walmart, you get a kiddie pool. Right. Exactly. But then like, what do you do with all the stuff afterwards? It's so bad. And so Ugh, I just, gross. right. No. And so I just couldn't No, And that's just not me. I just couldn't do it. I don't want to sit in a pool with all my stuff. No. And so I, was like, but I, and I knew, like, after talking to some midwives who had who had delivered at home in South Carolina for women, they were like, because it's illegal here in North Carolina to have home births, which is fucking ridiculous. Is it really? It's illegal. Yeah. It's, it's against the law. It's against the law for you to have a baby at home with a midwife. It's if you do it accidentally, like if you can't help it, like my best friend had her baby on the sidewalk in front of her house because she right. was just too late to get to the hospital. But like, but if, if you schedule it and you're like, I'm going to have my baby at home, they'll show up with like a barrel to put you in because you're a the witch. The midwife can really get in a lot of trouble. Right. Yeah. And so. She's a witch. Of course. Yes. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. And so, but when I was talking to some midwives who had delivered in South Carolina, they were like, you know, this is not a decision that you should make based out of fear. This is not a decision that you should make last minute. This is something that you would really need to commit to and have a whole mindset around. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I wasn't that woman. And so I was like, right, we're just going to have to go to the hospital. So I was in labor, went to the doctor. They checked me. I was like six centimeters. We went out to the hospital with our masks on. Thank God Ranko could come. Yeah. He was able to be there with me, but I didn't have my doula. And so all of these plans that I had had, and this is my fourth kid. I should have known not to make any fucking plans. <laughs> you but really like, should have. Oh, my God. But, like, I really was felt prepared to do natural birth with my doula. And then she wasn't there. And mm-hmm. I felt like the person that I needed was not there. And so. If you had to choose between Ranko and your doula, would you have chosen the doula? <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, love you. Oh, no. <laughs> I love you, baby. Um. So I'm in the bed and I'm I'm I hadn't had any medication yet and I'm um, having contractions and I look out the fucking window and there is a fucking line of people around the emergency room because they all thought they had COVID and so there's like this fucking long line of people. So it's like the zombie um, apocalypse. hundred percent. And I'm trying to have a fucking baby and not get COVID and so I. I'm freaking out and stressing out and totally stalled my labor because of my stress and my blood pressure was so high. And so my nurse, who was fucking amazing, and she was the charge nurse. So she's been doing this forever. And normally charge nurses don't have patients, but they had like it was like a fucking full moon or something. Every Mm -hmm. single bedroom was filled with women having babies. So she had to take on patients. Amazing woman. Tons of experience was so great. And she kind of said the same thing your sister did. She was like, look, your blood pressure is really high and you're stressed out. Clearly, like, Ranko had shut the blinds at that point. I was like, just don't look outside, you know? But she was like, look, let's just get the epidural. You've had it before. She was like, we'll give you the pitocin. We'll give you the epidural. And let's just do this. She okay? had the right, yeah. 100%. Like, there's just no way that I could, you know, uh, there's just no way that I could get outside of my own head enough to be able to do it naturally. So the guy came in to do the epidural. Always a guy. Have you ever had a female no. anesthesiologist? No. I've never had one, ever. I might have it, like, in a surgery room, but I'm really out of it by the time you get surgery. But when, yeah. I, when it comes to getting an epidural at the hospital, it's always Always a, a dude. Mm-hmm. Always. Which is so weird. But he was this great guy. And normally, see, this is my experience with three kids. Really nice guy. Fucking terrible at his job. Um, Big douchebag. Great. That was my experience here. Seattle, yeah. same guy did all three. Yeah. He was amazing. Yeah. Came here. This guy was like, can you sit still? Can yeah. you sit still? I'm like, can you go fuck yourself? I know. 
just numb me right, up. Exactly. And then it went away. And I was like, well, that was a waste of fucking money because right. now I can feel everything. And I think I'm just going to explode right out. Everything's gone. Oh, my God. Well, he was a, he was a great guy. So I was really afraid that he was going to be bad at his job right. because that has been my experience, <laughs> you know. And so I was like, you're like, oh, even more. shit, you're nice. But you what? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Go get the asshole down the hall. Right. That's the guy I want. Right. right. Because they're so egotistical and they know they're fucking great at their job. Right. So they don't have to be nice because right. they know. But he was fucking amazing. Amazing. And the charge nurse in Ranko, because I hate getting the epidural, the first one that I ever had, he hit a nerve in my spine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's what this guy did here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the first time that ever happened to me. Oh, my God. It's, the, it's pain like I can't even Mm-mm. describe. And then you're yeah. in pain because right. you're having a fucking right. baby. Right. Exactly. 100%. And there's like, can you sit still? It's like, can you not kill me in the process of me <laughs> having a baby, <laughs> asshole? Don't fucking tell me what to do. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, and he gave, but he, he was just beautiful. He did such a beautiful job. Um, and so I was able to get in, you know, outside of my own head and actually relax. But he gave me just enough to where he was like, I want you to be able to push. And so he gave me just enough to where I could not feel the contractions, but then be able to push. Yep. And so I, when all of a sudden I was resting and sleeping and then I woke up with this crazy ass pain. I was like, fuck. And I was like, oh my God, this hurts really bad. So I pressed my little button, you know, and I was like, give me more juice. I need the juice. <laughs> and tried to get more juice. And then the nurse came in. She was like, well, let me just check you. And that was a big one, a big contraction. So she checked me. She's like, oh, you're 10 centimeters. You're ready to push. That's why it hurt so bad. And I was like, but I just, let me get the juice. And I'm pushing the button. And she was like, oh honey, that's going to take 15 minutes to get in your system. You don't have 15 minutes. This baby's coming. And so it was nice because I kind of had a little hybrid birth. Like I was able to rest through some of the contractions, but then I felt the Mm -hmm. actual baby, the pushing, which is a fucking crazy ass experience to have a little, like, it's like a, like a sliding and then like a suction and then like a pop. And it's like, oh my God. And it sounds like that too. Yes. It's so crazy. (laughs) Oh my God. So we were told Rob, I was like, why is this happening to me? Because it was the first time with Eddie that I had ever felt anything. Like I knew I had to push, but I never felt anything. Right, right, right. And with Eddie, I felt all of it because the epidural had worn off. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to, my legs wouldn't bend because I was like, you know, you're just like so tense. And my my doctor's like, girl, you've done this three times. Get over yourself and do it. Oh my God. I would have, I I was like, him in the teeth. Oh my God. Okay. So, yeah, so that was our 2020 was having a baby in the middle of the pandemic and bringing her home. And um, and she hasn't really gone anywhere. She doesn't know that many people. You know, she's very she gets overstimulated really easily because, you know, she's so used to being at home where, mm-hmm. you know, things are, you know, pretty, pretty tame. And like, you know, if we had to like I really try not to take her anywhere. Um, but I had to go to Target and run and get something. So I took her. With, and I still feel like the worst parent in the world for doing that. Um, but the lights and the people and all the colors and her like head was like spinning and like her eyes were so big. And she was just like, what is this thing? Where am I? <laughs> I want to get off. Right. Yeah. It was just too much. Um, but it was actually kind of a cool thing to have during 2020 because we really didn't go anywhere. We really tried to stay home as much as we could, which was really hard. Um, it really wears on you. But and, and it's the same thing every day, right? It's the oh, same it's like thing. Groundhog Day, yes, a hundred percent. But having a baby was constantly changing, uh, was something that we could all focus on, right? And right. kind of distract us. Which and I was think really in a perfect world that wouldn't be happening, right? Exactly. Like you would be uh, going to work, and he, your husband, would be going to work, right? And it would be you would have missed a lot of the stuff you got to witness because you were stuck at home because of the dumb pandemic. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was really cool to have the kids interact with her in such a like very involved way. Like even my eldest would like stay up with me at night mm-hmm. and like hold her and feed her. Cause I did not breastfeed. I tried. It just didn't, did not I take. Either. It's no, okay. And did kids, not take. You know, just no. so you know, there's no form for kindergarten that says, did you breastfeed? There's no checkbox for that. Right. No. So please, if you don't like it, don't do it. And, you know, there's also uh, absolutely no evidence that shows that your kids will be smarter or better behaved or any of the things if you breastfeed versus bottle feed. No. You know, so, you know, don't feel guilty. Don't feel any guilt around Yeah. Once shit. they turn into teenagers, they all turn into assholes. It Pretty doesn't much. matter. I think it happens before then. Like at age three. I hate age three. That's the worst. <laughs> they say what they were as toddlers is how they are going to be as teens. And it's like. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. That's not good. Oh, God. All right. Look, so well, far, so good in my end, I'm going to tell you. Well, my youngest son was in behavioral therapy for most of his toddler years, so I'm really not looking forward yeah. to him being a teenager then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it my God. fun. So how have y'all dealt with the pandemic? Because you're not homeschooling. Your kids are in virtual school, right? 
Yes, but I feel like I am. I mean, I know I'm not homeschooling. We have teachers to go to, but I'm still in charge of getting them to school. Right, yeah. And doing shit. Yes. And having a child that has special needs. Yeah. Um, like dyslexia, dysgraphia, hearing aid. Yeah. He has an IEP, and mm-hmm. having that IEP met is really difficult from home because yeah. the teachers aren't visibly watching him in a classroom setting right. to say, are you getting it? Right. And they'll call on him, and they'll mm-hmm. ask if he's getting it, and he is just like, whatever, fuck it, I'm not going to. Right. And it's, it's embarrassing to right. answer in front of everybody. Right. Are you getting it? Yeah, right. It's That's like you can't. Yeah. You can't do it on the sly. Right. Right. And so he's had a hard time in eighth grade. And so basically I'm in eighth grade now, too. Eighth grade sucks. And so I am in eighth grade and I am really bad. How are you doing? I'm failing. Yeah. Oh, um, have you got your I'm period? Not... Have you got your period yet? Is it the worst? No, I don't have a period anymore. Oh, my God. I'm because... so scared of getting my period <laughs> I am terrified of my daughter getting her period. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's coming. Like, her dad and I are both like, it's going to be here any day. Any fucking day now. All of her friends friends have gotten it and, like, shot up like little sprouts. Yeah, she'll be 12 in April. But she's wearing little little bralettes and stuff. She doesn't have them to cover. But she's wearing them. Yeah, of course. And she came and she's like, look. Look at it. And I look and she had, like, three hairs under her arm. She's like, can I shave them? I'm like, No. Just leave them. I was like, I'm trying to. You once you start yeah. that, you can't stop. Right, exactly. I said you don't like the hair. And Just hold it's up. all fine. Nobody's gonna see. It's like we'll we'll talk about it in the summer. Right, right, right. Exactly. But um, she's gonna I'm hate just, you. Don't ever let her listen to this. Uh, no. Probably. <laughs> I talked to her about it, which you, you know, have no to. offense to my mom, but we didn't we didn't really talk about it. Yeah. Growing up, and so I had to get a little tipsy to do it because I was. I had no crack open a beer. Right. I think I had three beers. <laughs> so three, let's see. I had three beers and we were sitting on the on the we were sitting on the raft out in the middle of the water this summer and my friend Jessica was with us. Oh my god. And, what? and it was married it was That's my daughter. What you decided to- yeah, it was my daughter and my friend's daughter and my friend Jessica and oh my myself. God. And I was just like beer three and I'm like, so yeah. <laughs> has anybody gotten their period yet? <laughs> <laughs> and they were <laughs> Mortified and Jessica hating you? just looked at me like, God, you're so stupid. And the two <laughs> girls, Mary, Dick, my daughter started laughing. Oh MJ was laughing, and my friend's daughter was like, No, uh-huh. but our friends have. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, which one? I know. What'd they say about it? And so that led to me asking, like, Are you going to tell me if you do? Yeah. And she's like, Totally. Yeah, I'll tell you when I get my period. And I'm like, Oh, okay, great. Yeah. And I said, Well, what if you're at your dad's? Yeah. And she's like, I'll call you. Yeah. And I said, well, I just want you to know that we're both ready. Like, yeah. We both have what we need for you at our houses. And Daddy has three sisters. He's not. He's not. You know, yeah. new. He knows yeah. what's what's up. Yeah. He'll be happy to help you. And Would she's she like, be okay with talking? Well, she's to him like, about I'll it? call you. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. So I told him that, and he was like, that's all right. I, you yeah. Know, that's 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 perfectly fine. Yeah. So it was one of my guy friend's daughters. He comes up onto the raft, and his daughter's like, we're talking about our periods. Jump right off. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, nope, bye. <laughs> Let me tell you though. So my mom, I told you, was a midwife. And oh God, so I can't imagine. What we you have to say. been um, <laughs> talking about our bodies forever, and so when I was in the fourth grade, in the fifth grade, you—I don't know if it's still it like is. this. I think right. So Jack had it, yeah. So my eldest had it. So they give the boys Axe body spray for Christ's sake. Oh yeah, no, no. When is that supposed to attract the ladies? I no, just don't understand. It doesn't. So um, in the fifth grade, you get the sex talk at mm-hmm, school. Mm-hmm. And so my mom, being the mom that didn't trust the administration to talk to her daughter about sex in the right way, in the appropriate way, um, because she was so body positive, right? And so um, decided that she wanted to talk to me about it in the fourth grade to head off anything that I was going to learn at school that was wrong. And so um, she said, let's have a mother-daughter sleepover. And I was oh, like, Jesus. oh, my God. That's like so much fun. Like, you know, your mom has suggested something that you actually want to do. It's like amazing. And so she invited all my little friends over and all their moms and all the moms had gotten together beforehand. Okay. So I was like, she didn't like surprise this on a bunch of moms that are like super conservative. No, they wanted to do it because none of them knew how to talk to their girls about sex. And so my mom, of course, was like, I'll do it. You just do it. Right. Yes. Sex, sex, sex. sex. I'm the midwife. (laughs) I'll do it. And so. Um, so she, uh, had all my friends over and had their moms over and we're all having fun, like a normal sleepover. And it's so great. And then 
we all gather around and she breaks out the sex books. And they're for, like, kids, so they're animated and, like, illustrated. Mm. And I remember distinctly this one picture of this boy, and it's a pool. And a little boy is up on the high dive, and there's two little girls in the pool. And he has a big old boner in his bathing suit, and he's oh, all embarrassed. <laughs> and I, this, I cannot get this illustration out of my head. And so <laughs> after that, nobody will sleep at my house for, like, you know, at least they a year. like, I'm not getting duped into sex talks again. Ever like, Who again. knows what we'll learn next time. It was so bad. It was humiliating. So I don't know how I'm going to approach it with Ava. I'm pretty just whatever. Like, I bought I'm, those you know. books. I bought a couple of books to, like, Your Body and Me or whatever that people had suggested. And they were yeah. really good. And then she's like, this is stupid. Yeah. And then, then now they make the underwear where you can just wear these underwear and rinse them out when you have your period. I so I got know. a bunch that freaks of freaks me out. Well, I bought those. Maybe for I'm her just old first. school. Like I just like my pad. I'm just comfortable with a pad. Um, like I just, <laughs> I just, say, she's so tiny. Yeah. They're yeah. so tiny, and it's like, yeah, ah, yeah. I don't know. But even these are made like, for tiny little girls. Even with like my hollowed out vagina, I still prefer a pad <laughs> over a tampon. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> I just want. I just, hello. <laughs> no. It's like an empty hallway. Yes. <laughs> hello. Hello. But I still don't like a tampon. Like, I just like, I'm such an old lady. Like, I just like my pad. So, I don't know how I approach it. I just have the Mirena and I don't get a period anymore. It's super great. I just started birth control for the first time in a long time to help with my moods because my postpartum body has been so fucking all over the place. And I don't know if it's because I had a girl. So, like, I had an influx of estrogen. And then when she was born, like, such a hard wham decrease. But, like, I've just been all over the place. All like my emotions, my body, I'm gaining weight, I'm losing weight, I'm my hair's falling out, I've got hormonal acne, and it's just I can't sleep and it's I'm sweating all the time and I smell <laughs> disgusting. Like it's so gross that I think like a clinical strength deodorant. Like a clinical strength deodorant, Beth. It, like secret clinical like, strength. Like yes, it's so bad and disgusting and I stink. And so I needed something that would cover up the stink and it's so bad. And like my vagina stinks and like it's all just so bad. So <laughs> it's just horrible. They make for that. <laughs> oh my god. I was influenced actually by a like a vag deodorant the, lately. The yeah, I want to try that. Oh, okay, so I bought it, so I'm going to try it. Yeah, I'll, I'll okay, report good. back. Yeah. We will. We'll have yes. to report back because I know, I know for a fact we are not the only ones that worry about what is going on down there. Oh my god. Because just like I do a squat to get something, I'm like, is that me? <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Jesus. And what part is it coming from? Yeah, it's like, like it's... what did I eat? Oh my god, it's so bad. <laughs> What so. part is it coming from? Because they're all just gaping holes after you have kids. <laughs> it's so bad. And so I just, so yes, I was influenced and I got loom. It was like three in the morning and I couldn't sleep. And I was like, oh, what is this? Okay. So like, because I'm on all of these vitamins to try to help with like my smells and my aches and my, you know, all my postpartum shit. And now on birth control on top of my depression, anxiety medication. Right. So I'm like a little old lady. Like I've got my little pill packs, I you know, too. and like I've got all my shit that I take in the morning with my meal you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's ridiculous mm-hmm. so um we should move on to our segment oh yes the segment successes and failures of the week the mother effer yes. moments of the week yes mother effer moments y'all so we definitely want you guys to like dm us on instagram um and let us know your mother effer moment of the week so we're talking about failures and wins because yes. it's important to celebrate both Right? Very much so. So, um, because we're not here to act like we're perfect and are we just winning all fucking week. I am less than. Yeah, 100% me too. <laughs> yes, yes. So, it's okay because you're allowed to fail and feel like a fuck up as a parent and it's totally normal because everyone does. So, yes. But it's also good to celebrate the wins because you know what? We need the fucking wins right now. It's been a hard year. So, you go first. So, what's okay. your mother effer moment fuck up of the week? Okay, the fuck up of the week. So, I just got new furniture. Okay. And like, it's, like what pieces? Uh, new couch and recliner. Mm, and the couch reclines too. Like I've nice. been waiting four months for this to be delivered. Yeah. It gets delivered. It's amazing. Mm. And yeah. the, the first thing the kids do is get on it and start putting it down, up and up down, down, up and right, down. So right. then I'm like, listen, yeah. it's not a toy. I'd like to have this for longer than a week. Yeah, that'd be nice. So here's the rule. You sit in it. You put it up. You stay. Yeah. If you get out, you put it down before you leave your chair. Yeah. You don't get off and leave it up. Yes. That was my one rule. I feel like there's a, there's a, that's what she said joke that should have been inserted there. So <laughs> <now> like... <laughs> right. Before you get off. Right. 
you need to make sure it is put down. Wrap it up. Anyway, yeah. So I was sitting on one of the recliners. I was sleeping. I'm not going to lie. I was so exhausted on Friday. I finally sat down in the recliner for the first time since getting it Mm. Wednesday. The kids were with you or a dad? They were. Eddie was still at school or Ed, whatever. His name, whatever. Yeah. (laughs) E was still at school. Yeah. (laughs) MJ was doing her work next to me in the the separate recliner. And the boys were, I don't know what they were doing. But we put, we had Disney movies on Mm -hmm. in the background. And I was watching it and I was out like a light. Yeah, 100% Disney. And then all of a sudden I hear this like crashing noise next to me and I look over. There's my brand new recliner tipped up. Oh, my God. Because my daughter had put all of her schoolwork and the weighted blanket she had on the reclining part and then tried to get out. Oh, my God. And I lost my mind. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. I said, I just got this furniture. Do you think you could not ruin it before I get to actually enjoy it? Right, 100%. What if I told you, you do not get out of this piece of furniture unless you put the blah, blah, blah. Right, right. And she just looked at me and then went to her room and, like, stayed in there. Sulks and made you feel horrible. I fixed everything. You're the worst mother ever. Nothing broke. It just, first of all, it startled me awake. That's an automatic, I'm going to fuck someone up. Right, yeah, yeah. Second of all... I was like, this is new. It's Can I have new. something yeah. nice, please? Right. And, and the answer to that is no. No, you may but not. You cannot. Right. So <laughs> everything's fine. It's not broken. Yeah. Whatever. I, I tip it back up and put down the recliner. And my son comes out. My 13-year-old comes out. And he's like, what's going on out here? Yeah. Like he's in charge. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> of course. Well, your sister did exactly what I told her not to do. Yeah. He's like, well, where is she? I'm like, she's in a room, probably crying because yeah. I yelled at her. Yeah. He's like, all right, I'll go comfort her. Aww. So he goes to comfort her, and I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. Can't wait for you guys to go to your dad's. I'm so done. <laughs> I love you so much, but I need you to yes. leave for a minute, please. That must be nice, it actually. is so nice. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Because let's let's preface this. So Beth's divorced. Yes, I am divorced with four kids, three okay. boys and a girl. And I I'm married still. Um, four kids also, three <laughs> boys and a girl. I had to think about it for a minute. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Beth is from the West Coast. Yes. And Seattle. I'm from Charlotte. Well, not from Charlotte, but I'm from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, I don't know. I don't like to say I'm from the South. I guess it's technically you are. the South, but yeah. yeah. It's so, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <yes. laughs> too bad. Born and raised. So, so then, okay. So, so I yelled at her. And you're it was, yelling. It, it was a mess. And my sisters and I had been sending each other TikToks all day because we're 12. Yeah, I love it. We do. And I told them this story of me getting so angry. And my sister sent a TikTok that said, show me your mom's dramatic without showing me your I've mom's dramatic. I've seen those. Yes, yes. Or tell me your mom's dramatic without show like, whatever. Right. Show me without telling so me. So it's yes. this kid, and it's a Nerf gun, and he shoots his mom on the couch, and she's like, motherfucker, <laughs> God damn Yes! And I was like, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, yeah. that was me. Yeah, That 100%. was me today. And so yeah. they're laughing. Yeah, because that's both, real motherhood. Yeah, both of my sisters God. are sick. One has COVID, one had the shot, and thinks yeah. she got COVID from it. <laughs> Which isn't true, God, yeah. but she's not been feeling she well. She feels like shit, yeah. And I said, isn't it going to be fun when our kids, like, get together 12 years from now? They're like, remember the pandemic? Right. And then, you know, yeah. one of my sister's kids is going to be like, yeah, I remember mom getting real sick from the vaccine. And, you know, her cousin will be like, yeah, I remember when my dad got COVID and he was real sick. And, you know, my daughter's going to be like, I remember when my mom yeah. yelled at me because I tipped the recliner over. And lost her and shit. And lost her fucking mind I know. over a chair. <laughs> Oh, my God. But it's what the chair represents. It's what the chair it's represents. It's like, I earned this. God, I just want to sit in it. It represents that she listens to you and respects you. Yeah. And, like, yes. Yeah. So, no, I totally get that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I lost my Yes. Mind. It's what the chair represents. So, okay. But so, then what was your win? My win. Yes. My, it's not really my win. It's my son's win. But in okay. my, uh, my mind, I You're I've the mom. Won. So what his wins are your wins. Right. So yeah. my oldest is finally old enough to drive and he took his driver's test Saturday and yes. he passed. And so Yay! I'm so proud of him. Yes. I got like and that means I, you have to drive less. I guess. Yeah. That's yes. the win, man. Like now he's going to have to remember when he goes to work because I'm not going to keep up with his schedule. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not your job. Right. And so, he can chauffeur. You don't have to do that right. anymore. Yeah. He can be my Uber driver. Yes. <laughs> yes he can girl. totally DD. Yep. I love that. Okay. Yep. Post-pandemic, yep. he's going to be This is what you've signed up for, son. I love but it. I'm very proud of him, and Good. I feel like that Good. was a huge win for his dad and I both. 
Yes. That yes. was good. So it, it's the good when they can accomplish things. Note. Yes, that's great. Okay. What about you? So my failure, my really my fuck up this week was um, so I'll get into this a lot deeper in future podcasts, but I suffer from um, major depressive disorder and anxiety. And so um, sometimes, even though I'm on medication regularly for it um, and have been for about four years, um, sometimes I just get really too much in my um, own head and I get really overwhelmed. And I think this past year has been actually really great. And I've really handled things well. I'm very proud of myself. Good. You should um, be. Yeah. I've not really lost my shit that often. I've really given myself a shit ton of grace for just like just letting things go and letting them be as they are, not trying to live up to any fake idea of what this time should look like. Mm-hmm. I've just been letting it be. But this past week, um, so the week before I'm in a writing class and which I love and um, it's a, I had to submit a sample and so I had to write. And I've been wanting to write about my breakdown, my Mm -hmm. mental health breakdown that I had four years ago. And so I wrote about the actual breakdown itself. And I've written about it before. Um, I'm a journalist, so I've written about it, but in an overall way, not in a detailed way. Right. So I had to go back and really relive it. And it triggered me like crazy. I didn't realize how badly until this past week when I really like just was so incredibly overwhelmed with work and kids and pandemic and baby and a baby who, by the way, has not slept a full night in a year except, you know, for recently. And um, just, you know, the demands of motherhood and the demands of having a special needs kid and the demands of just all the things that have gone on this year. It just kind of and it and all the little things on top of it that were kind of happening in my life. We're trying to sell a house and buy a house and like all of the things. And so it just kind of hit me. Um, and I really disconnected from motherhood completely. And so it made me feel like a piece of shit because I was really not even interested in being a mom. Mm-hmm. Like I just, just You're totally. You're it in. Yeah. I just totally disconnected from my kids. I mean, I fed them. They got what they needed. It's not like Ava sat in a dirty diaper all day long. And it's not like, you know, the kids were, you know, not getting fed or not getting their needs met. But they definitely sat on video games mm-hmm. all day. You know, and I definitely was not enjoying being with my baby girl at all. I didn't want to hold her. I didn't want to come for her. I did, but I didn't. I wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. I was just so, uh, it was, you know, and I think a lot of it has to do with my postpartum hormones, too. Like, it was just, like, it's, it was a perfect storm. Right. So I was totally disconnected. So I just felt like the shittiest mom ever because I just didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be with my kids at all. And I didn't want to tend to their needs. I wanted somebody to tend to my fucking needs. Right. You know, yes. like, <laughs> I yeah. wanted to sleep. I haven't gotten a full night's sleep in almost a year because our baby girl just, we never sleep trained her. Right. Because I don't know what happened. I guess I'm getting soft in my old age. But I just, the other three totally sleep trained, no problems with her. I don't know if it's because she's a girl or because we did kangaroo care after she was born. So we have this crazy connection or I don't know what it is. But we never sleep trained her. So I haven't sat, gotten a full night's sleep in a year. And sleep de- deprivation is a fucking nightmare. And it is. It, it really messes. It person. messes you up. Yeah, and so Monday, Tuesday, just totally not. I was not a mom. I didn't feel like, and I didn't want to be a mom. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. I didn't want to be with my kids. I didn't want to be there. I didn't. I just didn't care at all. So my win of the week is that through the help of my girlfriends, I was able to decide, and that's a choice that I made. I really had to make a conscious decision to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And so I made an appointment with my OB. Good. I made an appointment with a new therapist and decided that I was going to take care of myself and make myself a priority because right. I had not done that in more than a year. Since and I had not the baby. doing that is where you get those days where you're like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Like, right. because you haven't made yourself a priority. Right. And as a mom, you're nobody else makes you a priority. Right. Like we are yes. raising narcissistic kids regardless right. of how we, we do right. our best to make them empathetic and everything else. Right. They will always see us as their mother and their go to person for everything. And it's like that's what we want, right? Like mm-hmm. we want them to lean on us and support them for you know, to come to us for comfort and like to feel like we're there to support them. Like that's what being a parent is, right? right. It's like but at the same time it's if we it's, don't take care of ourselves, we're not going to have yes. what it needs to do that for them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like that old cliche, like giving from an empty cup. Yep. You know? So I did. So I went to the OB 
which Good. was amazing. Um, just to be able to talk to somebody about how I was feeling and what I was going through postpartum and all the shit that was I was feeling like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was awesome. She listened to me. She gave me a really like very clear path of like, let's try this. If it doesn't work, we'll try this and let's test this and let's do that, which I loved. Um, and I got my hair done, which was excellent, fucking amazing because I haven't had it done any here. I've been doing it at home. It was a hot mess. And I tend to not spend money on myself and do things like I, I just don't. It was amazing to have four hours to myself to have yeah, somebody yeah. else take care of me. Um, it was it was amazing. And they take COVID really seriously, which was awesome. I felt really safe mm-hmm. there, which was great. Um, and then I see my therapist next week. That's awesome. So, yeah. So, you know, it was so good to take charge. And then once I did those things, I was rejuvenated. Right. And was able, my, my cup was refilled and I was able to give of myself again mm-hmm. um, and and enjoy, you know, being with my kids. And It's amazing how difficult it is as moms to fill our cups up without mm-hmm. feeling like we're doing something wrong. Yeah, yeah. Taking just, away from something. I just want to fill my cup up with bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. It was like, you know, sleep, like you said, sleep is a gorgeous thing. Yeah. And yeah. I don't allow it. Yeah. As often as I should. Yeah, and I totally. gave myself, like, all, like, my kids are with their dad, so I slept most of the day yesterday. Yeah, that's and awesome. maybe left my room five times total. That's okay. Your and, body needed it, clearly. And, yeah. Yeah, you have to give in to what you need, you know, and exactly. not fight against it. Especially if you don't have your kids. They're with dad. Uh, yep. Self-indulge, <laughs> baby. You know? Self-indulge and get some sleep. Yes. Get <laughs> it's some like, sleep. It's, a, it's amazing how we uh, categorize self-care and indulgence when you're a parent. You right. Know? It's, it's like, like this is a basic necessity of life, but it's so much more than that when you can't get I, it. I love it when I go out and people are like, oh, my God, you look amazing. Like, they expect me to look like a piece of shit because I'm a mom, you know? And I'm like, I'm like I always counter with, I know, I got to take a shower today. Right. <laughs> yeah. When people it's are like, phenomenal. oh, what's different about you? I'm like, I washed my hair my hair is down and not up in a mom bun right exactly oh my i'm God. wearing clothes that don't you know that button. some child related stain on them right right exactly <laughs> <laughs> that aren't stretchy right. you know <laughs> yeah. i have a bra on yeah, right <laughs> So, guys, we really want to hear from you, too. We want to hear your uh, mother effer failures and your wins. Okay? Give yeah. us both. All right? We don't want to just hear one or the other um, because it's really important, we feel like, to acknowledge the negative feelings that we're having. Mm-hmm. Right? We want to normalize those. That's a big priority for us on the show is to normalize mental health. Yes. So we want to hear, um, you know, something that impacted you this week on both fronts. Yes. Bad and, and good. And we want to hear your stories, too. And if you have something you would like us to discuss, let us know. Definitely, because another priority of ours on Mother Effort is going to be um, interviewing marginalized moms. Mm-hmm. So moms who feel like they don't have a voice. So we're talking about, um, you know, moms of color. We're talking about LGBT moms. We're talking about single moms. We're mm-hmm. talking about, you know, trans moms specifically. Um, any mom that feels like she doesn't necessarily have a voice or get heard as often as they should. We're yeah. going to we're going to provide a platform for those moms. And we're going to tackle topics that are hard and topics that are funny and mm-hmm. topics that impact so many women. And so if you guys have something that you want us to talk about or somebody you feel like needs to get interviewed, somebody, yeah. you know, with somebody a, you want to hear from. Yeah, totally. Yes. Um, send us a DM. So, guys, we're on Instagram. Mother Effer Podcast. We are. So it's mother underscore effer underscore podcast which by the way my 12 year old told me was totally lame and terrible <laughs> and was the worst name ever and he was like which means you know, it's the best name ever you don't need to have those underscores mom you know that right and i was like yeah i do because i have a side part in skinny jeans so <laughs> i'm gonna and he, every time i try to put a sticker on one of my stories on instagram he's like oh god please don't do that please don't put a sticker on your instagram <laughs> it's like, i'm gonna put two on it now thank you very much i'm gonna do what i want so, guys, follow us on Instagram um, if you would. And uh, please make sure to um, to subscribe and rate our podcast because that's how we survive. Yes. That's how we do well in the podcast world. If you really like us and you want to support us, make sure to subscribe and then make sure to give us a star rating. Yeah. You know, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, you know, <laughs> make sure that you do that because that's how we can stay Stay here and keep providing you with this kick-ass content. Yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. All right. Till next week, guys. Have a great week. All right. Bye. Bye.